At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare getting ready to take on spring make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools from hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is the Lombardi Line with Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher on VSIN. And we begin the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM. Dave Ross alongside Wes Reynolds for the next two hours here from South Point Casino in Las Vegas, Nevada. Of course, on a Tuesday, Wes, that means that we've got the King of New York. Will Hill is going to join us. Uh, later on this hour, and I believe we'll start to get into some Major League Baseball plays with Will, and might be a time to start fading the Metropolitans. We'll talk about that a little bit later on in the program. But uh, first of all, just want to know, engage your interest right now as I look down and see that Rafa Nadal right now has already won set number one here on the green grass of Wimbledon in the first round. He's up, I believe, 5-2, so he's up comfortably here in the second set. Have, have you forecasted... And I know Gil does a great job here in the network, certainly, uh, when we talk tennis. Have you looked at it past the big guns as to anybody else that can really make a, a, a dent in this tournament here on the men's side? Or do you really think Chalk's going to prevail? Well, one guy I did like at the bottom of the draw, a draw was uh, Marin Cilic, who yep. didn't make the semifinals at the French Open. Kind of a surprise there. But he withdrew yesterday due to COVID-19. So we've had a couple, actually. Uh, Berrettini, yes. uh, the eight seed, Matteo Berrettini, he withdraws due to a positive COVID test. Uh, the seven seed, Herbert Hercaz, already upset in the first round. Uh, Gregor Dimitrov. I've had to retire in the first round. So I know it's kind of hard to look past the chalk, but the guys I kind of liked at the bottom of the draw with Rafa, one was Chilich, who of course is now out. And also uh, the Canadian, Oje Aliassime, mm-hmm. uh, who I think has played very well. Uh, top six seeds, by the way, Djokovic, Nadal, Kasper Ruud, Sitsipas, Carlos <laughs> Alcaraz, and Felix Oje Aliassime. So, you know, the Wimbledon, I think, could be a little bit more wide open. Djokovic did get taken four sets in the I first round yesterday, yesterday by Kwan. Yeah. And tomorrow he'll have the Australian Kokonakis in the second round. So, so far, at least a lot of the big names are, are there. And then uh, uh, interesting second round. We'll get Andy Murray and John Isner tomorrow. That is down in the draw. Andy Murray, by the way, unseated, but did get a win in a tournament a few weeks ago. First time in several years. So looking at this right now, Nadal up about a mini break here in the second and about to go up 2-0 mm-hmm. over Serendulo of Argentina. So, yeah, I have been monitoring the Wimbledon a little bit as well. Uh, a couple of the men's seeds I mentioned are out on the women's side. Uh, yeah, Pretty 
much going through through the first round. A couple are out. Daniel Collins went out in the first round. Uh, Benchich, uh, who was kind of a sleeper, went out in the first round. The only one that I bet from a future standpoint, I did bet from Tunisia, Onjabur, who is it was at 10 to 1 is where I got her. I think you still get her through first round at like 8 to 1. And she was the one, if you recall, if you saw that video that went viral, she was playing doubles with Serena Williams, I think at Eastbourne or mm-hmm. one of the events in the UK that's one of the tune-ups here to Wimbledon. And they were playing doubles and all the volleys kept going to Jabor and she kept doing it. I think she eventually like kind of cut in front of Serena with a brilliant drop shot. And Serena did the little, you know, like we're not hitting it. Respect. Respect. I'm not mad at you. So uh, I do have uh, the woman from Tunisia to go 10 to one, obviously Igis Piatek, number one seed. You know, the reason why I bring it up too, and and again, we'll keep an eye on Nadal here as this is going on as we speak and beginning the Lombardi line today is it's a conversation I had with Amal on Saturday on uh, Betting Across America, and it was when you look at the last almost 20 years on the green grass of Wimbledon, I believe it's 19 to be exact, one of the big four men have won this championship. And mm-hmm. the fourth, people might have forgotten who the fourth was of the big four, that would be Andy Murray. Yes. And I watched Murray yesterday, and he lost the first set to the Australian, and then he came back and he looked like Andy Murray. And I, I heard him after the match, and, you know, you get to a certain age in your life, Wes, and you start to think, you know, I don't know how many more of these I'm going to have. I'm looking, his numbers have been shorted here, about 28 to 1 now for Andy Murray. And obviously the big favorite still is Djokovic. you got to lay a little bit of money here. Um, not not $2 yet, but about $1.65 I'm seeing market-wide. And Nadal, you can still get 5 to 1 if you think he can win. But you mentioned all the people that have already had a withdrawal. And then I look at you know, let's see how Tsitsipas does. He's fifteen to one. Kyri, uh, uh, Nick Kyrgios is a very intriguing player, but sometimes too big of a hothead. Eighteen to one. Does Murray intrigue you at all? That you could say, you know, I know it's a long shot, and again, you're getting almost thirty to one here. But th- there's only been four guys, and if it's not going to be Nadal, and if it's not Djokovic, who did you know got tested a little bit in the opening round. I wonder if we can go a little bit and look at that fourth forgotten big four member. I still think you might want to wait to see if he prevails over John Isner. By the way, tomorrow, Andy Murray is about a minus 245, minus wow. 250 over John Isner. That seems so steep. Isner about $2 here. But the way I would probably bet that match is I do a lot of John Isner matches is I'm going to bet the total number of games because – John Isner doesn't get involved in, in, especially in these slams. You don't see him in a lot of straight sets. (laughs) And you look at the over under because the way you can bet tennis is not just money lines. You can also, if you pay attention to Gil Alexander before us on the network, you can also bet plus and minus games. So like, you know, plus six games. So like, if you lose six three six four, but you got the plus six, then that's only a five game difference, and you win your bet. Mm. Uh, you can also bet total number of games uh, that this is going to go, and I think it's forty and a half tomorrow on Murray and Isner. So you look at that; that indicates okay, this is probably going to be at least a long four setter. You would think, you and, would and think maybe so. even a five setter, and that's what I always would do. Like uh, I remember when John Isner would always somehow draw e, uh, Doctor Evo Evo Karlovich in the first, uh, you know, in one of these rounds of the grand slam it's like just place will there be a seven six tie break in the first set because there always is <laughs> well, because to, they can't break the serve that's exactly the point right so when you're looking at that and you're trying to, to figure out how to wager it if you don't want to lay that price tag with andy murray i think that's a very astute way to find the better value in it because isner is still tough to serve big john isner mm-hmm. so one of our last great american hopefuls that we feel like we've got at this shot in, in at this point of the tournament here and, yeah, even though he's a big dog against Andy Murray, yes. it's going to be hard to break Big John's serve. So that might be the way to go here, people. If you do want to play this, I'm with you. I play the over number of games right now. Mm-hmm. But certainly, with even if he lost in straight sets, yeah. it could potentially be 7-6, seven, 7-6, six, seven, six, Yeah, six, seven, that would seven. get it to 39. Yep. Now, you got to be 40 and a half. So, basically, when you're betting that, you're banking, okay, he's got to win a at set. least go into a fourth set. And and I think that this can absolutely happen between these two guys. I think relatively, I'd still give Murray the edge, obviously, on the grass because of the pedigree. But right. I still think relatively even between these two guys where Big John is just going to be able to serve out a set of least one. So I can see Murray winning three sets to one and that goes over 40 games for you. You know, very quickly on the women's side. And again, I, I hate to sound like, you know, the American always rooting just for the Americans, but you know, that's the way I was kind of conditioned early on watching you nationalistic man. You, I swear. <laughs> and I look how at, dare you have how dare you just root for your country, men and women. I look at Serena and I see her in a first round match and she's only laying $3. Mm-hmm. Okay. I get it. 
she hasn't played in forever. Forever. This is still the goat of women's tennis. I like Martina Martina Navratilova stands. Don't get at me. But I look at Serena and I just go, is this just because Wes, we don't know what we're going to see today from Serena? Because I see Serena maybe a little rust early, but at some point she's going to roll in this first round, isn't she? You you would think so. I don't know. I'm not necessarily going to lay it personally myself because uh, she is into this tournament, by the way, as a wild card entry, hadn't played in almost a year, of course, was out with that injury. She is in, I believe, there are eight quadrants when you have this draw. So she's mm-hmm. in the, the bottom of the top half of the draw. So who is the main seated player there? That would be Coco Goff and of in uh, Karina Pliskova. So yep. if Serena gets by uh, Harmony 10 today, then she is likely going to get either Cerebus Tormo of Spain or Christina McHale, who is in as a qualifier, another American. So I think Serena's draw, at least in her quarter, is not a bad draw necessarily. But then if she gets through that draw, you're looking at maybe Bedosa or Halep in the uh, round of 16. And then the top of the draw, of course, is Fiatek, who hadn't lost in forever in a day. So, (laughs) I mean, we'll see how long she goes, you know, because obviously there's like being in athletic shape, Dave, and we could talk about this almost for every sport. There's being in athletic shape and there's being in – insert your sport here in the blank tennis shape right or basketball playing shape or football playing shape and you know Serena just does not have a lot of matches necessarily so it is gonna take a while for her to get fit I know it's hard to go against her because she's Serena Williams but you know I would maybe be looking and you haven't seen a lot of action on her by the way here so the price is about mid three dollars mm-hmm. so not a lot of people necessarily uh, want to bet her uh Harmony Tan, uh, you know, okay player. If you if you look, I believe her uh, world ranking is 115 right now. So, yeah, you would think Serena gets through in straight sets. But it's obviously a risk, I think, to play her because, uh, you know, the fact that she doesn't have any matches in 2022 from a single standpoint. <laughs> she was playing doubles. Like I mentioned with Jabur on, on the women's side, she did not even play singles. So her last official match actually was about a year ago today, actually a year ago tomorrow, June 20th. 29th of 2001 had to retire against Sasnovich in the first round. So she hadn't had an official match in over a year. So that's why I think it may be betters or gun shy to lay that price. You know, at the French open, you and I were doing the show together and we had Nadal against Joker. And remember we kind of workshopped Nadal in that first set and we kind of went back and forth and you could really make some, some plus profit that way. Serena, we mentioned she's over a $3 price tag here in her first round. Well, to win the first set, she's minus about 265. You can understand why in the betting market you're seeing that number drop. Mm-hmm. And that is because we're expecting rust. So if you like Harmony Tan, maybe the first set could be the yeah. way to play. And you get, get almost two to one at that stage. But maybe for the match, once Serena gets her sea legs, you would think you might be able to lock in some profit if she were to drop the yeah, first set. Yeah, and also uh, another thing that you could do in terms of like the in terms of like the games, if you want to perhaps go that route. I think Harmony Tan just trying to look at the price here and see what in fact that is. Uh, you could take Harmony Tan maybe for games if you don't think Serena is going to do the old like six love six one job right. necessarily on her. So. That could be, I, I think, a way to look here if you want to go ahead and play that. All right. By the way, uh, Rafael Nadal has won that second set, so he's up two sets to love uh, as he's looking pretty darn good to begin uh, his championship run here on the green grass of Wimbledon. All right. We got a lot to get to today and to talk a lot of NFL. Of course, Major League Baseball as well. We're going to have Will Hill coming up uh, later on this hour. So come on back. We're just getting it started here on the Lombardi line on a Tuesday. It is Visa and the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. 
This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It is time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports, of all of your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much, much more. Download the BetMGM app today or stop by any MGM casino on the Strip with your state-issued ID to open up an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM's state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Back alongside Wes Reynolds, I am Dave Ross. This is the Lombardi Line right here on VEASAN. And you know, Wes, and you know me well enough by now, you know, John Goulet, our program director, comes in and he says basically that I want to bet with my heart sometimes. I want affirmation from you Gil, did you guys see what I saw in Andy Murray yesterday? You guys aren't going there all the way, but you do think he's going to make a deep run. We're not buying that ticket and taking that ride with you, sir. Uh, maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe for one match, but I know you wanted confirmation. I you did. wanted assurance. We all want that. That's we what all we're looking want for. positive affirmation about ourselves or about our bets. But yeah, you know, I, I know that that would be a great story, but oftentimes <laughs> those stories don't come true, and it's the no. usual suspects that are winning here. By the way, one of those usual suspects. Rafa Nadal takes that second set, so mm-hmm. uh, trying to close out the Argentinian Serendulo here in the third, but he did kind of take a little slip there, slipped on the grass. Yeah. And that's always the thing with Rafa. Like, there's always a little bit of drama there, because we were talking during the break, you're like, oh, where's he going? I'm like, probably for a potty break, like he usually seems I, to do. And Rafa. then Twitter's going to explode. Rafa always does that, or he always gets the trainer, the physio guy out there. Or Everybody something. just suspects foul play whenever yes. that happens. Well, right? maybe, maybe he's playing a little head games maybe. with us. Serendula. I don't think he's going to need those, though, to prevail today. I just, I cannot believe that he won the French Open a month ago, and he said he couldn't, he didn't have feeling in one of his legs. Mm-hmm. Who does that? Rafa Nadal does that. Uh, let's look ahead to the NFL season, and Wes, I'm always curious how you look at a new season, and kind of when you look at the big general landscape, how you handicap it, and approach to handicap the season. Do you do, like, power rankings? Do you kind of look at the teams and the moves they made in the offseason? Because I know in the NFC East, we've talked about it before, my Dallas Cowboys, your Dallas Cowboys, America's team, they were minus money to win the division before the draft. Mm-hmm. And after the Eagles, they get A.J. Brown, they have a great draft, everybody thinks they're going to be now the, the cats meow. Now they have shortened those prices, and Dallas is now plus money to win the NFC East. Generically, how do you try to find those stats that you think are going to be valuable when you really kind of look at the season as a whole going into a new Yeah, you mentioned a power ratings there. I don't particularly always necessarily make power ratings. I know there are some that do. And obviously with these power ratings, you've got to adjust them accordingly throughout the season because sometimes I think as betters, 
we can get a little bit stubborn where it's like, no, my handicap on that team was right, you know, before the season or in the summer or in the offseason. They're just getting unlucky, and you kind of make excuses for those teams, mm-hmm. kind of justify it a little bit. And that's one thing you don't want to fall into a trap in doing is you don't want to say, okay, you know, I was right about this team when it turns out you were wrong. Sometimes you're going to get a team wrong right. in the offseason. You're going to be higher on a team. I know I've been on here a few times talking about the New Orleans Saints. Like if they get off to maybe a bad start and you're looking at them, you know, they're three and six through nine games, then it's like, I got to admit, okay, I was wrong on my gotta evaluation of this team. Right. So, you know, you can't be too stubborn. And that's that's like one of, I, I would say, because we always got to take a self-inventory of ourselves as a better. Mm-hmm. I would say that's one of my weaknesses personally is that I can be too stubborn. I'm like, I know I'm right on a team. I know I'm right. I know I handicapped this right. It was just random bad luck or you make some kind of excuse. Mm -hmm. Sometimes, you know, you can't be afraid to admit that you were wrong. I mean, we talked about, we were talking about that thing with the NBA last week, you know, with the whole, no, I'm certain it's going to be Jabari Smith. Number one, where Woj kind of doubled down. And then he's like, okay, now I got news that says the other way. Instead of saying, you know, kind of like, yeah, I, I didn't get that one right. I got some bad information. I went with it and, you know, have some accountability with, with the viewers. And We're going to be wrong sometimes. Yeah, you yeah. as a better got to have accountability with yourself. So I don't necessarily build power ratings per se, but I do have a perception, you know, and sometimes I'm going to agree with the market on a team. Sometimes maybe I'm going to be higher. The market's going to be lower or the market's going to be higher and I'm going to be lower. So that's what I look at, you know, in terms of like what you are doing with power ratings and whatnot. It was about a year ago this time that I first came out, started working with you guys here. And I started looking at futures then for the NFL season in June. Okay. And we, here we are now uh, still at the end of June, getting into July and I wonder, do you wait a little bit more for, for more numbers to adjust? Or if you see a number now, grab it, whether it be on a team for a wins total or, and or a division title. It, it really all depends. I mean, usually team. I'm going to have a couple futures. I, I Like I had Rams last summer for right. Super Bowl, but that was just, okay, I think this number is going to drop. I think this is the best number I'm going to get. But keep in mind, these futures do stay up throughout the season, you know, until like a division is well decided where it's like, okay, six games to play and this team's got a four game lead right. in the division. So books might take it off to not give you free money where it's like, okay, I'll lay, you know, 1500 to win a hundred. And there are betters that will do that, especially betters with bigger bankroll. That'll just kind of earn here and be like, okay, that's a sure shot. And I'll lay a big favor and I'll get a free unit out of the deal. But yeah, you, you've got to, I think, play this, not only a little bit before the season, but don't feel like you have to load up necessarily okay. because even some books, not only futures, but season win totals, they'll keep those and they'll adjust those accordingly throughout the season, probably until about the second half of the season. Then they'll pull them from the board. You know, it, it is interesting too, that I, I think betters sometimes fall into what happened at the end of last year mm-hmm. as a forecast to what they think. They're yeah. They see always think year. like momentum, you know, yeah. like who's going to be the hot team. And sometimes you do get momentum. And then sometimes like Seattle, Remember how strong they ended the season last year? Yeah. Is anybody very high on Seattle this year? I thought not boy, they're really. going to bring the, the band back together with Russell mm-hmm. Wilson. They got the running game mm-hmm. going again. It's the like team. they didn't quit. They right. were eliminated from the playoffs. And then pretty they blew much everything up. Yes. And so yes. It's a completely different team. And, you know, like just from covering the league for almost 20 years in D.C., I'd have Lorenzo Alexander, who's been on this program before. And I would ask Zoe every year, does this team feel different? And he would say, like in training camp, no idea. Like players mm-hmm. themselves, like, you know, sometimes I say, oh, it's a special group. We feel like they don't know yet either. Everybody's they, optimistic because everybody, what do we hear? We're all O and O right now. We're it. all zero and zero. So everybody has the optimism until you see the team get on the field and then it's going to be confirmed. Yeah. The Falcons are probably going to be bad or the Seahawks are probably going to be bad. But to Zoe's point, he's right. You never really know. And, and you know, what kind of injuries you're going to get in training camps. Mm-hmm. If you're going to have a holdout of a star player and it's going to last, you know, until the regular season into the regular season. And do you take anything? And I mean, anything from what I call fake football. And that would be the preseason because to me, yes, we can bet individually on those games, but do you take anything from what you see in a preseason into and try to ex- extrapolate that into the regular season you know, for said team. Maybe on like evaluating individual players. And, and that's always the fun of okay. the preseason when you watch like hard knocks and it's like, okay, who's going to make for the a team? rookie of the year type. Yeah. Thing. Who's going to be the undrafted free agent to make the team. And that's what I look at because by and large in these preseason games, 
the game plans are going to be pretty vanilla. You're not mm. going to see maybe as much exotic blitzing from defenses yeah. in these games. And then obviously They're not, not going to show you, you have that one dress rehearsal game, right? It's either like game two or it's it usually game, game three. three. Yeah. It used to be, but yeah, now it, with depend, the it depends on how, yeah. it, on how it is now, you know, for each individual team, because now these teams come in and they do workouts and live workouts and live scrimmages and right. practice. So it's like, now there's not the need for this many preseason games. So that's why you don't see as many of the first teamers, especially those quarterbacks very often, maybe a series or something in the preseason. But what I think you take from these basically is just kind of looking at individual talents. The one of the ways I bet preseason personally is obviously you have to look at those quarterback rotations and the teams I like to bet are the teams with the number two and the number three and beyond quarterbacks that can run a little bit, that can get out of the pocket because these teams, a lot of them are playing base coverage and whatnot. So you see a lot of broken plays. Like I always used to love, and we're going to hear about it pretty much ad nauseum over the next month or so, mm-hmm. how good John Harbaugh is in the preseason and the Ravens. <laughs> I, used to, I used to always bet the Ravens in the preseason a lot because they had running quarterbacks. Yeah. Remember they had Troy Smith, the former Heisman Absolutely. Trophy winner of Ohio State and and a lot of these other guys and these number twos and these number threes, a play is going to break down and they can make a play with their legs. And all of a sudden, you know, you get some drives because you get these number two and number three defenders that are just trying to find a spot on the team, more than likely going to be special teamers and they get out of position. And and they miss tackles and whatnot, and all of a sudden you get busted plays and busted coverages. So those are the things I think you really want to look at in the preseason. You know, we've got about a month before our first game in the preseason, the Hall of Fame game with the Raiders right now, about one-point favorites over the Jaguars. And those totals, they feel like USFL totals. Mm -hmm. Whenever this game is in Canton, it feels like you just blindly bet the under. And I've seen about 33 and a half. Why is it that that first game is like a running clock? Let's just get out of here with nobody getting hurt. Yeah, because you know that you're not going to get a lot of the starters, and that's already taxed into the price, especially on the total. It's like, okay, we're not getting Mahomes out here. He's probably he's probably just going to be, you know, if he even wears shoulder pads, that's that's you know, you're not going to be surprised. Uh, Derek Carr, forget about it. Ball cap on, clipboard, you know, chilling on the sideline. Maybe they dress in the full uniform. Maybe they don't. But they're not coming in in that first game. Absolutely not. So, again, we'll have plenty of time the next month to try to break down that game uh, for our first preseason game of the year. Again, that is August 4th. When we come back, let's do some over-unders, some totals in the NFL. And we will start with America's team. When you come back with us right here in the Lombardi line on Visa, the Sports Betting Network. The VEASAN Summer Special is here. For only $19, you get everything VEASAN has to offer from now to the end of July. Sign up today. You're going to get VEASAN's daily best bets, including Adam Burke's daily MLB best bets, NFL preseason coverage, premium articles on golf, UFC, USFL, and NASCAR. So if you want that full VEASAN experience, which features a daily best bets email, every edition of Point Spread Weekly, use of our betting tools, and a live video stream whenever you want it. The cost is only $19 to be a subscriber through July 31st. So sign up now. At VEASAN.com slash summer. Back alongside West Reynolds, I am Dave Ross. We continue the Lombardi line and an update on Wimbledon. Rafa Nadal, I believe, is already up a break in the mm-hmm. third set, 2-1. So Rafa cruising in round number one. Yeah, going to advance to that second round, uh, more than likely over Serendulo, the Argentinian. Before we get into what we were going to talk about with mm-hmm. the win totals here, uh, this just came across the Twitter machine. I thought this was relatively Uh-oh. newsworthy. Can and, we get uh, a breaking news? This is Peter Jennings, World News Tonight. And by the way, this piece of business comes from Doug Sovern on Twitter, at Sovern Nation, S-O-V-E-R-N Nation. And he reports it's official. We now have a battle being joined. The online gaming initiative, the online gambling, I should say, initiative, bankrolled by FanDuel and DraftKings, has qualified for the November ballot in the state of California. We'll go to -to head-to-head with the the Indian tribes out there, have a rival measure in terms of who's going to control sports betting in the state of California. And obviously, uh, government in the state of California has got a lot of moving parts, as I think our viewers and listeners very much know. So 
that from Doug Sovern, who is a political reporter for KCBS Radio out in uh, San Francisco. News. So uh, he is going to be uh, uh, reporting on that. And so we do have a ballot initiative for the November ballot as we get to the midterm elections nationwide, primaries, probably more today, it being Tuesday and all. So uh, that will be on the ballot in the state of California. And it is fascinating because I know some people are thinking, what's the big deal? How come we don't have this in every state? You see this state to state with different things that are on the ballot. There's a lot of moving parts. Yeah, and it was up in Carolina, for instance, in North Carolina, and it did not pass. Yeah. So they still cannot legally wager in the state of North Carolina. So, I mean, eventually you think it's probably going to be in all 50 states, but But, it's going to take time. I mean, I think a lot of the same issues are are in the state of Florida. Yes. As well, you know, with the Seminole tribes and a couple of the other tribes, it's like, okay, we want our piece of this, you Mm -hmm. know, and we don't want the, you know, the big corporate people, the DraftKings and BetMGM and FanDuel and whatnot to come in. Everybody wants their piece. I mean, everybody wants to get in this thing that can rub two nickels together. So you're going to see this, you know, on the ballot, probably going to pass on a couple things. I think, what does Ohio start January 1st? I think I read. That's going to be very interesting there. So again, we're going to see this uh, nationwide, but California, it's on the ballot. Carolina, North Carolina, that is, still did not pass. So again, Mm -hmm. know your jurisdictions where you got to go. Look, before I moved out here and I was in Illinois, Back then, you had to go cross state lines to Indiana yeah, yeah. if you wanted to make a wager. I know. We like that extra revenue from the land of Lincoln coming over. But now they've got everything figured out down there in Illinois. Uh, let's get back to the NFL. I'll give you a choice here. If you'd rather go over or under uh, posted win totals here at BetMGM that have the same number. Okay. So if you had the proclivity, let's say for America's team, the Dallas Cowboys, against Russell Wilson's new team, the Denver Broncos. Mm-hmm. Both of their win totals sit at 10.5. Would you lean under or over for which team? Oh, I, I, you know, I think that those numbers are about right. You look at Dallas and everybody that evaluates strength of schedule. I know the league does it, a couple others. I've seen mm-hmm. Warren Sharp and some of his numbers. A lot of the NFC East teams are very high on the pecking order in terms of easier schedules. So I'm looking, I'll take the Dallas schedule first. Okay. You open up with two home games, obviously two teams that ran it pretty deep in the playoffs, including one all the way to the Super Bowl, that being the Bengals. But you get those two games at home. You get actually three of the first four at home. So I don't think it's unrealistic to say Dallas is going four and oh to start the season or at least three and one. Then it gets a little tougher. You got the Rams and the Eagles back to back. But just looking at these road trips, because that's what I always look at first is like, okay, who they got to play on the road. Of course, they got to play the three division teams on the road. You got to play the Rams on the road. You got to play at Green Bay. You got to play at Minnesota and you got to play at Tennessee. So not the easiest road schedule, but not the most difficult either. It's not like it's lined up where you got to play like all of the AFC West teams. Like you got to go to the Chiefs Mm -hmm. or you got to go to the Broncos or something like that. So I'm not going to bet it as of yet. I think 10 and a half is about right. And I think that's what you see in the market. It's like minus a dollar 20, because I think that's part and parcel because of what you mentioned briefly earlier that Philadelphia, I think by and large had a very good draft, yeah. and a very good off season. And that trade obviously with Tennessee to get AJ Brown. So Philadelphia is kind of the up and comer. And it's like Dallas, we didn't see them really do a lot necessarily no. in terms of free agency. Jerry and they Steven. Cut some salary. Yeah, Jerry and Steven down there didn't spend a lot of money. They let Amari Cooper go for basically a cup of coffee mm-hmm. to Cleveland. So but I still think Dallas is the team to beat, even though I am high on Philadelphia and I like them over their season wins. But just on the schedule, it would be a very small lean to the over, but I think 10 and a half is about right for Dallas. Uh, and, and very quickly, Wes, just to that point, and I'm glad you brought up Philadelphia again, and I've, I mentioned this before on the network. The reason he's, in his, he's even as a Cowboy backer, and I'd like to back them, and I'm with you. If I had to lean, I would lean over. Mm-hmm. In the divisional race, it's a little trickier because if Dak misses time, and by the way, he's missed time the last two seasons. Two years ago, he was out for the rest of the year with that gruesome leg injury. Yeah. And last year with that calf, it kept him out for a while. They had to go to Cooper Rush. We all remember that. So in Philadelphia, if Jalen Hurts isn't the answer, they got a guy in Gardner Minshew mm-hmm. who could step in and probably still help you hit win that win total if you, you bet the Eagles over. With Dallas, I'm not as confident. It really does feel like it's Dak or bust with that offense, especially with the, with the guys that we mentioned that are not there this year. It's really going to be Dak – 
and incumbent upon him to play really, really well to get the other guys up to speed here. And really, he's going to be the focal point of that offense. Oh, sure. It's not just going to be, you know, we could rely on Amari and Zeke and everybody else. Now, those guys are looking up to Dak, and Dak's got to be the guy. Yeah. If he's, he's not available, I really have concerns for yeah, this Yeah, and offense. offensively, also the key for Dallas, uh, the kid out of Tulsa, uh, Tyler Smith. Yep. Of course, there's Tyron Smith, still a mainstay on that offensive line. How is he going to play, and how is he going to adjust? Because they, they didn't draft that kid in the first round for him he, not he's to gonna play have to right play. away. So he's going to be your starter probably more than likely from day one at tackle. When we look at Denver, conversely, at 10.5 wins, and again, I, you know, it, it's something that Mike Pritchard said once in this program, and I think it's just a great way to phrase Russell Wilson. He said he's a walking human culture. Like, he is, when he walks into mm-hmm. a room, that's now the identity he's of He's the thing. senator, man. There he, it is. he is a politician, man. He, he he's walks a, in. He's kissing hands and shaking babies. You get the idea, and I inverse that. It, you're right. He's a walking culture. So now the culture is Russell Wilson in Denver. So you go, wow, I want to play that over. Well, it is juiced. Uh, you can get some plus money, plus a dollar a, 25 if you want to play over 10 and a half. The problem is the schedule and mm-hmm. the division. So mm-hmm. which way would you go here? Would you lean over or under? Because I really do like this team. I did and, too. And I, and I actually did already bet them for the Super Bowl at around 22 to 1 Ooh. before the Russ uh, uh, thing got official. But I like this team, even though I do like the Chargers better in the division. But Man, you look at that schedule. Now you go to Seattle, and that would seem to be a layup, oh, you know, man. early in the season. That seems however, tricky, doesn't it? however, Monday night, it's everybody thinks Seattle's going to stink, and you know they're all going back. Yeah, they've got you know it's going to be Geno Smith or Drew Locke. Maybe it'll be Baker Mayfield. Time <laughs> is going to tell. That still goes on. Right. But Seattle's not going to be very good, but you know they're going to be amped for this game. So it's like, do I really want to lay it with Denver in game one? That could be a trickier spot than we think. Then you get Houston and San Francisco. You got to think that you should be able to win in uh, you know uh, those two games and. Then that schedule does get a lot tougher going to Vegas and then the Colts at home going to the Chargers in the middle of the schedule, a little bit more manageable. So eh, 10 and a half, uh, 10 and a half, not for me to go over. I mean, I, I, 10 and seven just seems really right with this team. And again, I'm with you. And I, I think you got that great number. We were doing those shows. We we're doing the show the day that the the news was with Aaron Rodgers not going to go because everybody thought he was going to go to Denver. Remember that? And then mm-hmm. he goes back to Green Bay. You and I are doing the show. And an hour later, you said before the trade for Russell Wilson, you said, this is a team I would play knowing that they were going to get a quarterback, mm-hmm. but you didn't, we didn't know it was going to be Russell Wilson, right? But you looked at the rest of the roster and you go, this team is ready made if you get the quarterback well, and then they go get Russell and, and Wilson. And their, and their defense is very yes. good. And, and Denver obviously can run the ball. And I thought, you know, the offense, if they could keep those receivers healthy and, 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 you know, they have a, a, a very good tight end in, in Patrick and, and, and I thought Denver was a lot better team than their record indicated. I thought what held them back was either having drew lock or Teddy Bridgewater mm-hmm. at quarterback, because that defense was, uh, was obviously very good. We remember that Denver Dallas game, ironically enough, that's who we're comparing Man. in this segment here. And in the remember, face. remember when Dallas was like a 10 point favorite and it's like, wait a minute here. That's a lot of points to lay to this defense. And it was all Denver. I think Denver got up to like 30 to nothing at one point in that game. So you knew that they were capable of beating anybody on any given Sunday to be, not to be overly cliche there, but Denver, I think, you know, they did get their quarterback. We'll see how they adjust new coach. Now new ownership, new everything, new everything out there in Denver, but they still have a ready-made core. As you were saying, you had to bring up that 30 to nothing lead. Right. Cowboys, by the way, did score 16 in the fourth quarter. They still lost. Made it more uh, aesthetically pleasing. <laughs> they did. We'll talk much more NFL, but when we come back, it's the King of New York. Will Hill joins the program next right here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. 
I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what so. I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Pitching baseball fans a chance to swing for the fences. Register using the code VEASAN200. Win $200 in free bets when you place a $10 money line wager on any MLB game and either team hits a home run regardless of your bet's outcome. Enjoy baseball like never before with BetMGM all season long. Sign up today with the king of sportsbooks. Eligibility restrictions to apply. MLB trademarks used with permission. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non all free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Nevada and Mississippi. Back alongside West Reynolds, I am Dave Ross. This is the Lombardi Line and uh-oh. I don't want to say that we jinxed Rafa Nadal because mm-hmm. you can't jinx Rafa Nadal and you can't jinx people from just watching it on TV. And I know people think, well, you guys jinxed him. You said he was up a break. He's cruising. Well, Dave, you're finding out that we sports bettors that have been doing this a while are very superstitious. I am. The Argentinian has broken back and now we're on serve in the third. So, and he is serving now at, at three all 30 love here in the third round, uh, in the third set rather. And one other thing, a point of clarification, is it Argentinian or Argentine? Because I've heard both. I, I, I think both work. Argentine kind of rolls off the tongue a little bit more. I love Argentinian. A, a, a fewer syllables to yeah. say Argentine than Argentinian. But nevertheless, <laughs> the, the point uh, is still uh, is still good, I think. Serendulo, by the way, back on serve here, as you mentioned. 3-3 three, three in the third. Nadal took the first two sets. So, uh, look, uh, I think Nadal's going to win this match. But you don't want to be dropping a set no. here. You, I mean, you don't want to get into that where it's like, okay, because that shows maybe some signs because we saw that with Joe. Yesterday, he had to go four sets in his opener. And it all, by the way, in the live market, still minus four thousand to get this done here. So, if you want to go with the Argentinian or the Argentine, you can get about plus nine fifty right now. Either way, he's a big underdog to go ahead and prevail in this match <laughs> over the number two seed. Absolutely. Let's bring in the King of New York. Of course, he is Will Hill. Follow him on Twitter as we do at Not the Will Hill. Uh, Will, great back having you on the program here on a Tuesday. Let's talk some Major League Baseball. And I'm almost offended by one of your plays today that I know that you like. And we've been kind of waiting for this to happen. Is today the day that not only we fade the Metropolitans, but maybe we fade the Cookie Monster a little bit today? 
Yeah, I haven't picked against the Mets a whole lot. And hey, why would you? They've had a great year, but I picked against them a couple of times last week against Houston. And I'm going back to Houston today. It's just, uh, it's asking a lot for the back end of this Mets rotation to pitch against this Astro staff. And I think we see now that they need DeGrom back. They need Scherzer back. Probably need another bat because, you know, asking the Carrascos, the Trevor Williams of the world to hold up against all of the firepower with Houston, whether it's, you know, Altuve, Bregman, Alvarez, who's a really underrated and dangerous hitter. Uh, this is asking a lot. So uh, Mets struggle versus lefties. Valdez pitched a good ball game against them last week. Uh, Astros really roughed up Carrasco last Wednesday. I'm going back to the Astros here. Minus the 120. Well, not a lot of highlights this year for the Detroit Tigers being 28 and 44, but one of them have been that they perhaps have found a pitcher and maybe potentially an ace for the future in Tariq Skubal uh, this year. And look, uh, the record five and five. So it's like, it's not really his fault that, that he's five and five. It's the team's fault mm-hmm. in the bullpen, but you know, a three Oh nine on the X pip, uh, uh, pretty darn good when you're right around that three mark or even less, but Tariq Skubal has been very good. And Carlos Rodon has been very good on the other side for San Francisco where you thought, okay, he had that career year in Chicago, but now he's going to San Francisco, but he does go to a more, pitcher-friendly ballpark out there in the Bay Area. That's one of the late-night games tonight, and I believe you like the total here in this one, Tigers-Giants. Yeah, yeah I'm going to play the under here, three and a half of the first five, for all the reasons you just mentioned. Scooble, you know, it's funny, with these big three pitching prospects, you know, anytime you get a big three, remember the Mets, not to bring up a sore subject again, Dave, oh, but boy. remember the big three of the Mets where it was, what, Pulsifer, uh, Wilson, Paul, Paul and Wilson. Jones, I think? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was, uh, it, we thought that this was going to be, we being the Metropolitan fans, thought that that, that big three, the pitching was going to carry us forever, and it just fell apart by the wayside very, very quickly. So, I don't know if that's, do you think the Tigers are looking at something like that down the road? I think they thought Scooble, Mize, and Matt Manning was their kind of big three. Mize has been hurt. Manning's been hurt. Anytime you plan around these young pitchers, it just doesn't seem to work out. Or two or the three maybe don't work out. But Scooble looks like he's a keeper. I don't know if he's quite a one, but I think he's a very good two at worst. Uh, and all the things he said about Rodon, I agree with. Outstanding pitcher. So I'm going under three and a half here in the first five. Um, a, a rematch of the World Series from, get this, guys. 10 years ago, that oh. world series is 10 years ago. That's now, how is believe. that even possible? Wow. Really is. Yeah. And um, yeah, just the fact that, you know, the tigers, by the way, they were in the world series, you know, around a decade ago, this Justin was one Verlander of the best. Was a race yes, absolutely. And, uh, and now they have fallen on hard times in Detroit and uh, speaking of hard times, or maybe at least some short-term hard times, that would be the Philadelphia Phillies. Mm. This just coming across here. This from Jim Salisbury, Uh-oh. who is the Phillies insider for uh, NBC sports, Philadelphia at Jay Salisbury, NBCS. Bryce Harper is going to require surgery to stabilize that fractured five. Now, he is expected back this season, mm. but obviously a lot of wiggle room there and not necessarily a lot of timetable uh, when Bryce Harper is going to come back. Philly's going to start a series with the Atlanta Braves tonight. It is Charlie Morton and Zach Wheeler. Well, speaking of, because, Will, again, I know this is something I'm sure you're going to talk about on, on your New York City cast as well. When you look at the Metropolitan's futures plays to potentially now win the NL East without Bryce Harper, the reigning defending uh, MVP, does it become a two-horse race with the ATL now in your eyes, Will? Or do you think Philadelphia can somehow, and I don't know how they do it uh, without Bryce, because the defense wasn't very good anyway. We know the bullpen's been a train wreck in Philadelphia. I thought it was a two-team race anyway. I I had a hard time putting Philly in contention. Just like you said, the defense, the bullpen, a lot of games in baseball. I mean, you guys follow these games every night. A lot of games in baseball come down to the bullpen, come down to a run here, run there. Defense uh, is a big part of the game. It's an underrated aspect of the game because there's some nuance to it. It's hard to to judge sometimes. I know we have defensive run saves, so we're a little better at it. But uh, to me, the Mets with their lead, the Braves obviously winning a championship last year, starting to play better. I kind of thought it was a a two-team race to begin with, and I think – uh, this certainly solidifies that and they do have Wheeler and Noah at the top. Maybe they can compete for wild card, but I would think we're looking at a summer here of the Mets versus the Braves. They still have 15 games against each other. Wow. Which, look, we're, we're pretty deep into the season here. They've only played what three or four times, I think three times. So a, a little bit unusual that the, uh, the Braves and the Mets have only played three times. I think the Yankees and Red Sox have only played three times too. So kind of a, uh, a weird scheduling quirk. Let's let's move on, gentlemen, to to a little bit of golf, okay? Because we got the John Deere coming up, and I know the you know live tour is going to take some of the focus away here. But Will, you've got some maybe some leans that you like in this one. And are you going back to the lefty from Florida State for a little bit more this week? 
Hey, I might be. You might have to. If you're going to bet this, you're going to have to take some chances because this is not the prettiest <laughs> no, field. It's a no. really weak field. It's a, it's an easy course, uh, wide fairways. I think if you look at the course history, who does, does well here, it's not that there's no rhyme or reason, but it's sort of a mixed bag when you look at terms of skill sets. It, there's there's a, a, a wide variety of who does well here. Uh, so again, it, it's not the prettiest in terms of fields. Uh, maybe Denny McCarthy gets hot with the putter. He's mm. a guy I'm looking at. Uh, Alex Smalley, who's been up and down, but he's played well on easier courses against weaker fields. He could be a guy. Um, and again, you got to take some chances. Maybe Hank Labiota. I think accuracy will play well here. So uh, those are a few of the guys I'm looking at. Again, uh, not the prettiest in terms of fields, but hey, you, you guys know the saying: when you turn the lights <laughs> off, it, it all feels but, the same. So be- that's what you say about beauty. Big opportunity though in the Quad <laughs> Cities because somebody's getting an invite to the Masters oh, and a two-year man. PGA Tour exemption. So even though this field quality is down, it is going to matter to these guys. There's a reason why they're in Silvis, Illinois this week. Uh, Will got about 90 seconds left. Dave and I were talking a little bit about some NFL futures and some season win totals earlier in the program. I know you've got a couple plays early. Early on in week one and just looking at the market right now and let me take New Orleans and Atlanta for example this is around the time where you can still get some variance from shop to shop you know you look at the screen you know middle of the season and the regular season lines are going to be the same pretty much not as much variance but like New Orleans and Atlanta you can still lay four with New Orleans as I believe you did and I'm even seeing some fives and five and a halves and some other shops but you can still get the better number out there yeah, I, I did lay four and I think you should lay four. I'm not crazy about laying points on the road, especially, you know, week one in the division. But uh, if you shop around in the summer, you can find some good deals. And I don't think the market has really caught on to how bad this Atlanta team is. <laughs> Usually Saints Falcons. Those are weird games. Those are competitive games, regardless of the records. But this isn't a typical Falcon team. There's no Matt Ryan. There's no Julio Jones. There's no Ridley. This is a total rebuild. This is one of the two or three worst teams in the league. And remember, this is a New Orleans team who almost made the playoffs last year. They buried Green Bay on a neutral field. They they killed the Bucks with Brady. They're one of the few teams that's done well against Tampa. They beat them twice. Uh, they move up in the draft to draft Olave. They bring Winston back. So, you know, I, I know a lot of people thought, hey, maybe the Saints with Breeze retiring, with Peyton moving on, maybe they'll kind of get their cap in order and rebuild. They've gone the other way. They're trying to compete. So uh, I think anything a touch under a touchdown is a pretty good bet. I think this gets up to six, six and a half, which uh, is become a quasi key number in the NFL with all the missed extra points, two point conversion attempts. So uh, I laid it here with the, with the uh, saints. He is the king of New York. Everybody follow him on Twitter at not the will Hill will appreciate it as always. My friend, enjoy the baseball today. We'll talk. Thanks again for soon. having me guys. See ya. There you he bet, is well. everybody. Uh, when we come back, it's getting dicey at Wimbledon. We'll explain and talk a lot more NFL. Come on back. Hour number two of the Lombardi line next right here in VCN, the sports betting network. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. (laughs) 
Chumba. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.